right, how we doing, good? Hey, uh, if you are brand new, my name is Chris. I want to say welcome, um, especially if you're online or at one of our video campuses. How awesome is it? And I just got to stop and say, how cool is it that we get to be one church in two locations? Is that great or what? Um, and if you're watching on video, you got to clap about that because for me, my dream for this church really is that we don't stop on two. It isn't. Come on. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. We, I, I don't, I'll say three, four, ten, right? Um, like seriously, and I know, I know the video thing, um, if you ever catch a video campus or whatever, it can get weird, but I'm telling you, one of the cool things is that every now and then we get emails, right? We get things coming in where like through technology, it's not just um, video that happens, but we also have online, right? You can watch online and we get this uh, guy and uh, we get this email about a guy who gets up at about 1 a.m. to catch our services because he's over in Israel watching Metro City Church. How cool is that? Um, and so for me, I'm pumped, I'm jacked. And so look, if you're brand new, the screen thing could be weird. You go, man, I don't know about all this online church or whatever, it's fine. Look, we're Metro and we'll do anything, right? Anything short of sin to reach one more. One more, right, right? And so look, we're in a series and we're gonna nail this thing called Love and War. And it's a series on marriage, all right? And so what that means is wherever you're at, okay, on this journey, okay, with relationships. So that means you can be married, um, you can be dating, you can be single, you can be, it's complicated, right? Wherever you're at on that map, here's what I know, is that that idea of love can shift to war in about 2.5 seconds. Can't it? Can't it? I mean, it really does. Um, and so what ha what's crazy is we don't ever think that way. We think it's just going to start off at love and stay at love for forever. Right? Like, if you think back to dating couples, in fact, in fact, I just want to show us a video to start off. Like I said, we're a different kind of church. Um, and one of my best friends in the world, Chad, is getting married Friday. Okay? It's awesome. Dio is one of our worship pastors here. Um, um, but uh, he made this video, a proposal video. So maybe you saw this thing, maybe you didn't. But I just want you to see with a fresh set of eyes that, look, we all start. If you're married, if you, if you plan to get married, okay? His video captures this idea of that you start at love and that's where we think we're all going to live for forever, right? And so we're just going to start this off and we're going to show you this music video. It's a song he wrote um, of him proposing to his bride-to-be. Check this out. Hi, I'm Chad Durung and you're on the set for Hey Love. This one is uh, super special because my girl Rachel thinks that we're filming a video for a song called Carry Me, but instead I'll be proposing to her while singing Hey Love Live. All right, all right, click me in blue. I was scared to hear me, love was just some passing thing. Nobody stayed around for long. I got eyes that scream my name Suddenly I find myself Calling home a place inside your arms I said, hey girl, what you want me to do? Cause I was thinking that I could bring Van Morrison And we could play that record too The sun comes up 
it's not. You know that, right? Like he set the bar so high, right? Like there's down river. Like every proposal starts off, like you take them to Carabas, um, you go to downtown Wyandotte, you're on a pier and then the dude's shaking and he gets on his knee and she's like, get up. I want a music video. I want a song, you know? So Chad, thank you very much. Um, I'm married, so I'm fine with it. But, but that's, you get the picture, right? If you're married, you know what it's like to be there, right? You're just in love, and that's where it starts. And then, like I said, it becomes real quick to understand that it real life is called love and war, right? And I think for me, I think I broke the record just in my marriage where we got to war um, faster than probably anyone else on planet Earth. Like, in fact, in fact, I'll go on record to say this. We made war before we made love. That, that, that's work. If you can do that, you're talented. Um, and what happened, just coming to my life, where I learned this love and war principle so true, um, was for me, me and my wife, we got married very young. It should be noted, we waited until marriage. 
You should clap. This is church. We waited until marriage. Okay, there we go. Um, to, to, you know, do the hanky-panky. Um, and so uh, we planned the perfect wedding, okay? And so I had it all planned out. Okay, we were going to go from the church to the hall, kiss mom and dad, get a hotel room, and then boom, honeymoon, and not see anyone for a week, okay? So preparation for my wedding day was a little more complicated. There was the wedding dress, there was the wedding plans, there was all of our luggage for a whole week, and we took off. Okay, so what happened come 2005, October 2nd, my wedding day, it came and it was perfect, perfect. It was 80 degrees in October. And she showed up, and I couldn't believe that. That was awesome. I was like, "Woo!" She showed up. I was like, dang, you know, we said I do. I said, of course. We kissed. It was perfect. We danced. Oh, we danced. And then our friends danced, and it was awesome. And then we kissed mom and dad goodbye. We said, look, we're going to the hotel room. We're going on a honeymoon. We're out of here. And on the car ride to the hotel room, okay, this is everything a young man wishes, I'm driving 135 miles an hour down 4th Street, you know, and she's just like, wait, and I'm like, what? And she's like, I forgot something. Now, in that moment, okay, I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm very, I've been married, what, two hours, and I'm like, oh, baby, 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 we will buy whatever you forgot. We will buy it. And she's like, well, this is sentimental. I mean, I'm like going, baby, baby, what is it that is so important? She's like, we got to go to my house. We got to go to my house. We got to go to my house. I'm going, baby, 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 what is so important? She's like, well, there's going to be the plane ride, the hotel rooms. You don't know how cold things are going to be. I need to get a blanket. Naturally, I was like, girl, girl, I got you. I will be your blanket out for the rest of your life, girl, you know? And she was like, no, 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 this is sentimental. I need it. My grandma gave it to me, and I'm like, ugh, right? Love and war, it's starting to rear its head. And so I'm like, okay, okay, we're going five minutes out of the way to your parents' house. That is it. We go there, right? And she hops out of the car, and then she, you know, goes up to the car, and she's like, shoot, comes back. And she's like, I don't have a key. Breathe, you know what I mean? And so she's like, all right, we got to go back to the hall. And I'm like, are, uh, <clears throat> are you serious? She's like, we got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go back. And I'm like, oh, fine, right? And so, I'm, and so now, like, talking has ceased, right? Like, that's what, how fights start, you know? It's like, you don't talk anymore. You know that someone's getting mad. And so now I'm, I'm still just going down for it. We're going back to, we get back to the hall just to find out her parents have left, and again, she's just going, oh, we got to get, we got to get. And I'm just like, oh, and, and it goes, so this isn't even the bad part yet. Okay. So we turn around and I'm at this part, I'm lost hope. I'm like, I'm tired. I don't know. And so we're going. And then all of a sudden we're about back to her parents' house. And she looks at me and she's just like, okay, I can tell you're upset. Just forget it. <laughs> Love and war, right? Like if you're married, you get that situation, right? Because what did I want? In that moment, I wanted war, right? And that's how, again, you start at love, right? It's perfect. We'll never fight. And then you start to fight. It's love, war, love, war. But then, right, you start to even crack down a little further. And this is where things get a little bit rocky and scary, where somewhere along the way of marriage, all of a sudden, it's not love anymore. It's not love and war anymore. It just becomes war, Right? And this is where it's like, well, she said, or he did, right? 
It's like, well, they keep nagging on me. Well, he keeps leaving his clothes all over the place, right? And it's just on and on and on it goes. And then before you know it, this becomes the beginning of the end where maybe you walked in here. And maybe your marriage is literally hanging by a thread. Maybe you've come to church today and maybe you haven't made love in weeks, months, heck, even years. Maybe the war at home has become so fierce that the kids are involved. The kids are trying to stop it and they're getting involved and you're going, look, I can't take it anymore. You walked in here going, I'm breaking. The war is ruining my life and you're giving up hope. And listen to me, if that's you in here today, here's what I want you to know is listen to me, you walked into a church because we serve a sovereign God. That, listen to me, it is no mistake that you're struggling in your marriage and you are in church about to hear about how God puts marriages back together. Are you with me? Listen to me. And I, I know, I know, I know, I know we, we push back and we go, hold on, hold on. You don't know me, kid. We don't, you don't know my marriage. Well, listen to me, you might not know my God. And you go, hold on, hold on. My marriage is broke. God fixes it. My marriage is destined to die. Listen to me. This is the gospel. God raises things from the dead, right? And that's where we're at. And so here's what I want to come back to is how do we get to that place where we make war out of marriage? Is I think this is what happens is we make each other the enemy, right? We really do. We make each other the enemy. And that's where the big idea, the, 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 everything I want you to think about today Maybe you want to jot this down, maybe write this home, but this is the big idea I want us to say. If your marriage is struggling, or maybe it will struggle one day, when war is busting loose, I think the best idea that we can come back to, and I think it's 100% biblical, is this, is don't be mean. You're on the same team. So think about war, right? I'm going to win. She's going to lose. He's going to lose. I'm going to win, right? War. Someone wins. But listen, you realize that marriage isn't a war. It's the idea of being on the same team. And so when the war busts loose, listen, the best thing you do. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. Don't snap back. Don't say he said. Don't say she said. Look, don't, don't write a Facebook status. Good Lord. You know? <laughs> Just come back to this. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. Look at, look at, come back to this thought. You're on the same team. You're on the same team. It's what God created marriage for. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to have a lot of fun today. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited about this. And um, we're going to go back to the very first marriage, Adam and Eve. Okay, so if you're brand new to the Bible, you're like, I don't know where to find Adam and Eve. I heard about them. They sound pretty nice. Look, just go to the very beginning of the Bible, flip a page, and you'll be at Genesis chapter 2. Does that make sense? And in this part of the Bible, we're going to watch God bring two individuals together and show us that the goal of marriage is that we're on the same team, this idea of being one. It's a great thing. And so we're just going to get into this story, and it's in Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 15, so we grab some context, where it says this. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So at this point, God had already created the heavens and the earth. He created the moon, the stars, the water, the duck-billed platypus, the dog, the cat, all these different cool things. And then, boom, he created Adam takes Adam, drops him in this beautiful garden, right? Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, 
but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Okay, so we all know that part of the Bible, the forbidden fruit thing. That's the beginning is God starts to put some parameters around Adam. Does that make sense? Now go to the very next verse where it says this. The Lord God said, just look at this. Look at this. He's, he's talking to Adam. And he says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Now, time out, and I want us to stop and think about what's going on here. Because Adam is walking with God, right? Adam is walking with God. Okay, and so what this might, means, and I want the single guys to come into this, okay, is Adam was single at this point, and notice Adam was not in the moan zone about being single, and that's huge because our single people, what happens to single guys is they'll be like, oh, I'm so lonely. You know, God, what about me? All my friends are dating. And you're, I'm like, bro, you're crying. Like, what? You know, but notice, Adam, don't miss this, single guys, you want to find your wife? Listen to me, listen to me. Best thing you can do is start to walk with God. Best thing you, yeah, she's single, she knows, she, yeah, amen, bring them on, baby. Um, if you're on video, you're just like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> it's a trick. So anyway, he's walking with God. He's talking with God. He has a relationship with God. And then once he has a relationship with God, God drops the bomb and says, hey, Adam, hey, what do you think about the fact it's not good for you to be alone anymore? Now, why would God say that? Because this is where the idea of marriage starts to come in. It's because God is saying that if we're alone in life, it's just not how we are created to be. Remember, Adam was created in the image of God, right? God was never alone. He always had the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so this whole idea of being alone is not good. So the idea is he goes, look, it's not good for you to be alone. Everything is better together, right? And that means, don't miss this, for all men now is that if you want a wife, or maybe you have a wife, what this means is that your wife is a gift from God Almighty. You hear that? I'll say it again. He's a, she's a gift from God Almighty. We got to get around that. And I know, I know we push back because if you're in the war zone, you start to go, oh, whoa, baby. She is anything but a gift. She's nagging me. I'm, I leave my shoes in the middle of the floor, and she's like, pick those up, you know? She's always saying, put your blanket on the bed. You know, why are you just knocking everything off the bed? You know, she's nagging. She's always trying to fix me. Dude, you don't know my wife. She's always trying to change me. Sir, do you realize that's what you signed up for in marriage? And again, 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 now, now maybe, maybe, hold on, she needs to say it nicer. Okay, I'll give, I'll give you that, okay? But look at me, do you realize that the goal of marriage is the same team to help each other? Understand, we're coming to this, just keep reading the Bible. The Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone, so I will make a, say that word with a what? A helper suitable for him. And the point of marriage is be on the same team. That's the whole goal. And if you stop and think about your dating life to that person you're married to, that was the dream, right? Like if you go back to when it was the love phase, right? The dream was to stay in love for forever. It was never to make war. Like seriously, last night, 
We went out for Chad. We threw him a little bachelor party. We went to this um, dueling piano bar. So it's a really cool restaurant where they got these two little piano guys going to town. And so um, um, basically they take requests on songs. And so um, I did what any good um, friend would do is I went and told the guy to make fun of Chad. He's getting married tomorrow. Um, and, so, and so I went up to the guy, told him our situation. And the guy starts to involve Chad in his routine, right? But here's what's crazy is if I'm the guy on the piano, okay, I'm, I'm a happily married man. I, I love, love, love my wife. I'd be like, ha-ha, Chad, ha-ha, we all know what's happening next week, you know. That would be my routine. But you know what's crazy? Is that guy, all of a sudden, he's starting to sing songs to him about running. Are you crazy? You know, he's got the whole room making fun of him, going, ball and chain, run, there's no way, no, 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 no. And look at, look at, how did we get to that point where our view of marriage is this idea of war and to run from it? Because I'll be very honest with you, when, when we were engaged, me and my wife, we would read the Facebook posts of angry wives, right? Or we'd be with our, my guy friends who would do the whole ball and chain dish and like, oh, you're going to ruin your life if you marry her. And I'd be look at her and I'm like going, what? It's not the dream. I remember looking at my wife going, man, I love her. She's my best friend. What do you mean ball and chain? I think this idea of getting married is the best idea in the world. The problem is this thing called life. Right, where all of a sudden life starts to take toll on you, you say the I do's, and next thing you know that there's the love, then there's love and war, and then there's all of a sudden little thing after little thing after little thing, and then it just becomes war. And here's everyone's question that has ever struggled with marriage is how did we get here? And it's very simple. You got there because you made each other the enemy. Well, listen to me, we have an enemy, listen, and he is doing a darn good job dividing and devouring families. Divorce is rampant. Fighting is off the roof. He's doing a really good job at it, but listen, our problem is we turn to our spouse and make them the enemy, and whenever that happens, it goes bad for us, and not because it's just the enemy, it's not because it's just us, because it's not how God designed marriage. Remember, God designed marriage for us to be together, to be on the same team. It's the goal. And that's where if you come back to Adam and Eve, just becomes so clear. Right? We're just, we'll just watch this story unfold. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Right? And so Adam, there's the part where he's like, hey, we can't find a match for you, and so I'm going to make one. And so he puts him in a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping... He took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. And look at this. He brought her to the man. Now, I just, I just have to say this for the single ladies. Okay? The single ladies. is who brought who to the man? Who? Come on. God did, right? Video, video. Hey, who brought who to the man? Who did? Say it. God did. And so what that means, ladies, okay, again, if you're single and you're going, man, I would love to get a date, then listen to me, don't worry about your status, trust in God and let him take care of it. Because God walks you to the one you want to marry, you walk yourself into trouble every time, every time. I've been doing singles ministry way too long. Let's move along. So 
God brings Adam to Eve and all this happens. And so if you know the story, you know, all of a sudden Adam wakes up, okay? And I don't know how you read your Bible. I play it like a movie, okay? So I'm imagining if I'm Adam, I'm laying there sleeping, you know, and all of a sudden God's like, hey, hey, wake up. And he wakes up and then boom, there's Eve naked. And like, I'm just going, if I'm out, I'm going, Adam, likey, this is nice, you know? And, and look, look, I'm, I'm not, and you guys are going, hey, 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 don't pervert the Bible. Look, I'm just going to read it. Well, you realize Adam liked her so much, he wrote her a song. It's true. Just keep tracking with your Bible. It says this. Now, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It's like a Drake song or something. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, know, I don't know what that means, but, you know? It's like what teenagers listen to. And then it says this, and he keeps going. And he says, this is why, don't miss this, a man leaves his father and a mother. Okay, don't miss this. This is why a father and a mother is united to his wife, and they become, say this word, what? One. one. Say it one more time, what? One. They become one, and then we'll throw this bonus verse in. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Can I get an amen, right? We like that verse. But the point, right, is what? Oneness. What is God's goal in marriage? Don't miss this. It's to be one. It's to be on the same team, so much so that everything you do helps each other. Do you get the picture? We're your teammates. You're on the same team fighting the same war, not against each other making war. Where when you're together, you're better together, that you love God more together, that you can accomplish more for God together than you ever could apart. That's the goal. It's the passion of Jesus. It's why he instituted this thing called marriage. Our problem, my problem, is we are selfish. We make war. We make each other the enemy. It's true. It's just what happens. And that's where the question becomes is when you're at war, Right? When you're at that point where you're going, man, we're going to fight, how do we come back to become one and get on the same team, right? How do we do that? And I think it comes down to three things. And so if you're taking notes, I'd love for you to take notes on it. If you want to take pictures of these things, they're just three simple words. And I think if you can get these into your heart, they would change your marriage completely. Where the first thing is this, if you want to get on the same team, so if you're maybe off kilter a little bit, you want to come back to oneness, first thing you could do is this, is number one, pray. Pray. And it's because the old saying is true, is couples that pray together do stay together. It's absolutely true. And the reason why is just because I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good your marriage is. There are some days that you just get off and you want to make her the enemy and you want to make him your war. It just is how it is. And anyone with kids that have ever came to church on a Sunday knows this is true. Right, like for me, just my, come into my family. Like every Sunday's a war. It just is, right? I had kids, okay, and I realized that I can relate to Luke because my wife makes me late to everything. Everything. I'm not bitter, but I get mad, okay? And, and so what happens is, now that we have kids, it's just magnified, okay? We're not five minutes late. We're like, hey, we're just going to the next service, right? I don't know if you guys have been there, because what happens, right, is the kids are getting ready, they're doing your thing, and you get out of the shower as the man, okay? And you get out of the shower, and then all of a sudden, you're like, all right, let's go to church. 
And your kids are like, no, shoom, and they just run. I don't, I don't know why they run, but, you know, so you grab one by the back, and you're dragging him along. The other one you just got by the leg, you know, and you're just, come on, kid. You throw him in the car. You throw him. You're strapping him in, you know, and then the, the car seats are like from NASA or something, so you can't ever get the things in, you know, and then you finally slam the door, sit down, start the car, and look over, and if her butt ain't there, what happens, man? It's war. And you don't care. Look, it doesn't even matter. She got the kids dressed. It doesn't matter. She fed the kids. It doesn't matter. She did all that while getting herself ready. She's been up since 7.30. None of that matters. The fact is, you strapped them in. You're the man. You're not there. War. Anyone, can anyone relate? Because maybe I'm just crazy, but that's me. And that's where, listen to me, listen to me. But here's what happens. And maybe this is so beautiful as you come to church, right? And it's so fun. This happens all the time. I love watching new couples. This happens a lot to them. Because they start rolling in late, you know, and they start sitting there. And then the band plays. They do their welcome. I don't give a crap, Jack. Get out of here. I'm mad at my wife. You know, you don't even care. The world's dead to you, you know? And then you get the worship leaders up. And they're singing. And you're like, oh. They're singing a little more. You know, you're starting to feel a little bad, you know, and then you kind of look over, and I don't know, maybe you can relate to this where you just kind of like let your hand wander, and you're like, "Uh, is it? And you touch her. And you kind of give each other that look, and you mutter, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden, it's like God pricks your heart in church. Have you ever had that happen? Now, what if we had church every day with our spouses in our homes through prayer? What would happen? What could God do in your marriage with the hurt, the pain, the war? If you guys grabbed each other by the hand and started to invite Christ into your marriage, started to pray, what could happen? Because I tell you, this one won't stay the same. And that's where Jesus' brother starts to teach us some of this. In James chapter uh, 5, verse 13, it says this, is anyone among you in trouble? Maybe you're here with your marriage. You're going, yep, that's me. That's my marriage. It's in trouble. It's a sinking ship. It's going down. Hey, that's trouble. Well, what's he say? Go get counseling. What's he through say? Force your partner to read a book about why they hurt you. And say that. It says your first act to get out of the war zone is to what? Pray. First act is to pray. And it says this because in verse 16, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We need to pray. I know you might be here and you go, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's fine if you have two Christian couples, but maybe your husband or your wife won't pray with you. And you go, well, what do I do? And I think the answer is simply this, is keep praying by yourself. Because you don't know the effects you have on your spouse. You really don't, where again, if you just keep reading in 1 Corinthians 7, the Bible says this, God has called us to live at peace, to live in peace. How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? How do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Prayer is powerful, man. It's one of the best things in the world we can do, and, and it's hard. Look, let's just get on a level playing field. 
it's hard for me to pray with my wife. Like, I'd rather pray in front of all y'all than pray with my wife. Because I don't know what to say. And I don't know if you've ever tried this, right? If you're a married couple, here's what I would ask you to do tonight. Grab her by the hand. Men lead. Take the lead, okay? And say, hey, we're going to pray together. And then test me on this. How hard is that? Dear Father, I'm an idiot. Amen. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, you know? What do you say when you're at war? I don't know. But you don't want to pray because you know you can't stay the same. Because what happens, what God does is his spirit permeates you. His spirit comes into your marriage. His spirit changes you. Man, the most powerful thing we can do is pray. And I just want to throw this out for single people. Again, how's your prayer life? Again, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't call me out, Pastor P. This, get the married people. Get them, right? We're, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come back to Adam and Eve. Remember, Adam heard God say it's not good to be alone. He heard that. He heard that. She was brought to him. She was already with him. Honey, where are you right now? Because the goal is still to be one, even if you're single, and if you can't be one with the Father, he's probably not going to be the one into your life. Whew. All the married couples are like, yes, you get them, Chris. Yes. Okay, but prayer. I think prayer is a huge thing. Second thing, and this is going to get a little more fun, is play. Play. Now, now, hang on. This is not what you think, okay? Well, it, it will lead to what you think, amen? But, but, this is, I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about go play together. Go have fun together. Laugh, cry, do things together. Where I think the best way to get on the same team is so the Bible says rejoice in the wife of your youth. Where, look at this. I'm just going to read this passage of scripture, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay, well, so, Proverbs chapter 5 Verse 18 says this, may your fountain be blessed, okay, and Solomon's talking to men, may your fountain be blessed, may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, and I love verse 19, a loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breast satisfy you always, and may you ever be intoxicated with her love. Mm. Now, if you're sitting with your mom and dad, <clears throat> It's about to get weird, okay? Because men, listen to me. If you want your fountain to be blessed, ladies, if you want intoxicated with his love, if you want what verse 19 talked about, about private parts, I'm not allowed to say or I'd lose my job to satisfy you, Okay? Go rejoice with each other. I think what that means is go play with her. Go hang out with her. Go have fun. And again, 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 I'm not talking about sex. Because there's some married dude in here, you're like elbowing. You're like, man, get, we got to get rejoicing tonight. Okay. Yes, but bring it back. Bring it back. I'm just saying, whatever you do, go have fun together. For me and my wife, this is something that we've done, man. We've done in our marriage, and it's saved so much. Where if you just go into my garage, there is two of every toy we have. 
Seriously, like I got really into skateboarding. Guess what's hanging right next to my skateboard? Her skateboarding. Do you think she loved the skateboard that much? No, she loved me that much to actually go on a skateboard, right? She got into biking. You will find three bikes in my garage because I'm a man and I had to buy two. Don't judge me, it's just what happened. So, so but as I did, she was into biking. I got into biking. And so maybe you're here and you're going, man, we're just not on the same page. Go play together. Whatever your hobbies are, whatever his hobbies are, whatever her hobbies are, look, go golf together. Go knit together. Go to a movie together. Look, go be 15, get in a parking lot, and make out together. I don't know. Do something because, again, again, come back to love, the love stage. That's what brought you together to begin with. Right, like think about Chad and Rachel, right? Like their idea, they're like, we're just gonna sing together, we're gonna lead worship together, we're gonna love each other forever. And as long as they play together, it will happen. But we all know what's coming, right? Because we're the adults, right? But think, play it out. Why, why do we stop playing together? And I'll tell you why. It's because all of a sudden you take promotions that keep you longer at work. All of a sudden, you start to be career-oriented, and then, and then, the plus sign comes, and boom, baby number one. Boom, baby number three. Whoops, baby number th- four. You know, then you just keep going. And, and all of a sudden, kids grow up. Dad's got these kids. Mom's got these kids. All of a sudden, you got sports. Mom's going here. Dad's going there. And all of a sudden, you are living different lives, going different directions, and all of a sudden, you're just friends passing each other by, right? And that's when the sex leaves, that's when the talking leaves, that's when you lose your best friend, and that's when the war begins. Listen to me, that's just, it's true of my life. If you just come into my life, again, again, this happened to me recently. Or again, my wife, um, we have two boys and we start going different directions. It's just how life is. And then what happens is you start picking up different interests. And so my wife decides she's going to get into the gym. And she, she got really gymny. And it's awesome for her. I'm really into nutrition. And what happens, she gets so into that, so interested in that, that she starts to talk to me about that. And again, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I don't, I don't care. Whatever's in front of me, I will eat it, baby. You know, uh, that's, I don't care. But on the flip side, simultaneously, because she's going to the gym at 6 a.m., she starts to go to bed earlier and earlier and earlier. And so because it's nighttime, I'm not going to bed early. I stay up till midnight every day. And then what happens, all of a sudden, I got into video games. And as I got into video games, the next day, I'm trying to talk to her about her video games and about robots and all these dumb things. And she's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then what starts to happen? You don't mean for it to happen. You don't want it to happen. But all of a sudden, what her interest is doing is taking her in her life direction. Your interest is taking you in yours. And so she's going to bed earlier. You're thinking, hey, this is great because now I'm going to be able to start playing my video games earlier. Win, win. No. It wasn't for us. And where this became a rude awakening for me is, listen to me, we, we just, 
were just passing each other by. We started to feel distant. And where this became reality is, look, look, this is actually true. I had this rude awakening moment where I was sitting in my office, super spiritual, and my belt buckle started busting at my belly. Now, I'm a skinny dude, so that's never happened in my whole life. And there was just this crisis moment where I was like, oh, I'm getting fat! And so I, I, so I literally, I was like, I'm going to join the gym. That's just it. I sold the video games. Literally sold them. It was crazy. I just sold it all, joined the gym the next day. And now here's what's crazy, because we have a common interest. What's happening? All of a sudden, we're playing together. We get our best friends back. We're, all of a sudden, we're not fighting half as much anymore. And, all, and double bonus, I'm getting bigger. I'm getting a little more V-shaped. And she's going, like, hunga, hunga, burn in love. And, you know, and, and, and so the playing together leads to, bam, playing together. Does that make sense? And it's not just anything weird. I'm telling you, this is how God made us. And so I'm telling you, if you're out on the same team, man, Figure out a way to go hang out together. Go have fun together. Do something fun together, and it'll be amazing what happens. And then last thing is this, and we're going to hit this and be done. We've got a plan to stay together. So couples need to pray together. You need to play together. And last thing, you need to plan to stay together. And I'm just going to hit this fast because at the end of this series, we're going to spend a whole week on this. Well, understand, for me, one of the things that saved me and my wife more damage than anything is saying, look, no matter what, till death do us part, we're in this thing. And so from the beginning, as we talked about it, and we said, look, we're going to delete the word divorce from our vocabulary. We will never say it, no matter how bad the fighting gets. And love and war is life, right? Especially early on in marriage, it's more war than love, I think. At least that's how it was for us. And I remember... It was one of those days, and, and, and if you've been married any amount of time, you understand these days where you're just fighting, where every day you come home from work and it's a fight, and it's like a two-week, three-week-long fight where every day is war. And I remember looking back, I don't even know what we were fighting about, but we were fighting, we were fighting, we were fighting, we were fighting, we were fighting. And it was one of the moments where it was just a standoff staring at each other. And it was as if Satan was whispering in our ears, say it, say it, say it. Just say you're leaving her, just say it, just say you're divorcing her, just say it, say the word. And for us, it was such a tender time where we stared and we didn't. We just cried. And we cried and we cried and we cried because we didn't know what to do, we were lost. But looking back, because I'm so thankful that I never uttered those words. But the only reason I didn't, because from the beginning, we planned to delete the word from our lives. And I think the same thing should be true of you. I don't know, I don't know, we push back and we go, hold on, well you don't know him, you don't know what we fight about, you don't understand it, shh. Remember, go back to the big idea. He's not the enemy. She's not the enemy. Listen to me, the enemy is trying to divide you, to devour you, to twist you, to make war on each other. And that's where there's got to be some point where we stop being mean. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Go, look, I, I, okay, let's just get over this. And let's just understand we're on the same team. I'm telling you, if you have that mindset, 
if you can have that world perspective and you start to invite God into your life, it changes everything. It really does. And so if you bow your heads and pray, I just want to pray over us. Or maybe you're here with your spouse. Now would be a real good time to reach over and grab her hand. Maybe you're here and you can't. Because maybe the war is so bad you're alone. And here's where we're at. Because all of us have been in that place. And just because you have your spouse here doesn't mean there weren't moments that you came without them. And we need these moments to ask God into our hearts and lives to do his work. And so, God, I know marriage and relationships are messy. God, people are all over the map. Some people have their hands folded because there's no one to hold on to. God, other people are holding on to their spouses begrudgingly because it is war. Others of us are holding on to our spouses going, God, I thank you for getting me through it. But God, more than anything, God, let us be a people that come to you for our problems, come to you to be in our lives, and look to you to bring oneness in our marriages. And so God, I pray for every person here, God, that you would be God in their life, God in their heart. And ultimately, God, that you would bring everyone on the same team. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.